There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. Uh, we have another fantastic show for you planned out today. Very excited. We got Allie returning once again, and we got the first time Damien joining us. Very excited to have him on. Absolutely. Now, while I am excited, y'all should be too. Like the show, subscribe to the channel, hit notification bell, do all that good stuff. Get your emails in the morning whenever we go live, which is, of course, every day for another day. One more. We got one more this year, so this is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, questions, comments, by all means, put them up in the comment section. We will engage those directly, kind of like this one. Uh, Lisa Meyer jumps in here. Looking forward to the podcast. Peace of mind. Hello, everyone from Dripping Springs, Texas. Good to see you, Lisa. Now, today, we are going to be talking peace of mind which I think is an apropos point at the end of the year. and uh, But before we do that, let's get some intros out of the way. Start with Damien. Give me 10 to 15 seconds. Who are you? Where you come from? That good stuff. We'll move on. Yeah, I'm a retired 1RCR from 98 to 2002. For the last 19 years, I've been uh, a tattoo artist and like tattooing a lot of veterans and feeling their uh, journeys and whatnot. I've been on my own like healing journey the last... 20 years in the last year it's really culminated to a point that we're talking about today is peace of mind and finding that you know so yeah absolutely i like it ali how about yourself hey i'm ali i've been on the show a few times and i'm an entrepreneur and i love learning through experiences bam i like it nice and succinct here we go so peace of mind what is peace of mind well it is, let me pull it up. Here we go. Peace of mind is a state of mental or emotional calmness with no anxiety, stress, or worry. It is often associated with a sense of contentment, tranquility, and a feeling of inner harmony. Achieving, achieving peace of mind involves managing and reducing negative thoughts and emotions while fostering positive ones. There you go. I, I cut it back, Sean. I, I reined myself in so that we weren't going too long. Uh, now, what, when I say peace of mind, what are your guys' first thoughts? Allie, I'm going to come to you first. What are you thinking? On the hot seat already. Um, so I'm thinking uh, both it comes from internal and external factors, but really um, peace of mind for me comes down to uh, controlling my own mind and my emotions and feelings and stuff like that. And that really starts with self-trust for me and trusting that I have everything I need in the moment. Uh, if I'm feeling some anxiety or stress or something kind of flare up, taking a breath and just trying to lean on um, the experiences that I've already had that have gotten me through some tough times um, can really be a powerful thing in the moment um, when you're kind of getting stressed out or there's a lot of chaos kind of going on in your life. Um, just taking a couple breaths and if you can find a quiet spot that can be helpful too but even in a crowd, just kind of looking deep within yourself and seeing if you can kind of calm yourself so that you're not just reacting to whatever may be happening. I like that. Damien, what are your first thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, it's, inner peace is a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. And um, I don't know how to describe like uh the journey that i've been on personally and trying to get inner peace and actually kind of finding it and the what you just described is how i've been feeling the last four months which is really uh the dichotomy of where i was six months ago and feeling all those stresses of like imposter syndrome and you know uh performance uh stress and just you know everything in life just uh uh, coming up on you and whatnot, but uh, finding inner peace in the sense that like you can start picking away at these problems and alleviating them so you can actually have a clear thought. So you're when you meditate, you can actually think about what you're meditating on. You're not being intrusive by like having all these things come up or anxieties, which are just like fake fear because they're not actually present, right? So it's just... I don't know um, if I'm articulating myself in the right way here. Um, trying to be really good with my words here, but it's uh, inner peace is different for everybody too, and that's your own personal journey, right? So it's 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 kind of like my inner peace is different from your inner peace, and you know what you find uh, is going to give you that state 
you know, where you can have those like um, thoughts where you're clear, there's no depression, there's no anxiety. And that's, that's, that's a very hard state to achieve without like a lot of work. And it, it, there's no pill for it. There's no real like one set thing for anybody to take to get that. It's, it's like you say, it's based on your own journey and how you get there, but it's, yeah, I don't know. For me, it, it was a lot of good work and I, I, it takes a while. That's it does. Yeah. It, 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 it's not linear either. You can't just be like, Oh, I'm there and now I have inner peace forever. It's like back and forth. It's like, you know, it's not one step forward, one step back, but it's maybe two steps to the side and then back onto the track again. Like, but you're always going forward. It's just maybe not going back and forth anymore. I'm just not linear, you know? Yeah. So I'm tracking. Sean, you got yeah. some first thoughts on this? I do. So uh, what I did do just before the show started was I cheated. I, I rarely do this. <laughs> But I, about 90 seconds before the show, I threw in peace of mind into Google. And one of the very first things that popped up is Boston, the band Boston. They've got a song <laughs> called Peace of Mind. I'm not going to sing it because my, my singing voice would ruin the show. It would be so magnificent. But uh, I'm just going to hit you with some lyrics here real quick just to give some context as to the point that I'm going to quickly make. And, and I'm not going to start right from the start of the song. I'm going to jump into it here. Now, you're climbing to the top of the company ladder. Hope it doesn't take too long. Can't you see there'll come a day when it won't matter? Come a day when you'll be gone. I understand about indecision, but I don't care if I get behind. People living in competition. All I want is to have my peace of mind. And so I chose those two uh, portions of the song because, um, you know, Life is short, man. And I think people get lost in the white noise of trying to get ahead, trying to get up the company ladder, trying to get that promotion, trying to get recognized, be validated, all of the things. When at the end of the day, if you just do your best, things take care of themselves pretty well. And so that contextualization of how well am I doing inside is often done by viewing it against the outside world. When really, if you do your best inside, it just actually doesn't much matter where you are in on the company ladder or what company you're in, as long as you're happy, as long as it satisfies you, as long as you're passionate about you do what you do. It doesn't matter what your rank is. It doesn't matter what your title is in a company. It doesn't matter where you are on the ladder. It just matters that inside you're doing well and you're happy doing whatever you're doing externally. And so the next piece is talking about people living in competition. Well, people do live in competition, especially on social media. They see things and they think, well, look at that girl. She's got all the stuff. Where's my stuff? Or the other competition is people living in competition against themselves, not not understanding how to flow with themselves, not understanding how to cooperate with themselves. And that's only determined by spending time with yourself internally, rather than being distracted by the external world and where you are on a ladder. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> I, it's funny, I wrote down, uh, doing your best for the sake of your best. And I think a lot of times we get stuck doing our best for the sake of something else. For like, trying to climb that ladder, trying to get that promotion, trying to get that next thing versus just doing it for the sake of doing it. Um, now I got a couple comments here and then I'm going to come around again. Um, Winterstorm jumped in here. Good morning. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, United Rental Talk Truck morning team. Looking forward to this podcast. And Lisa Meyer really wants you to sing, Sean. So <laughs> one day, one day we'll get him on here. Uh, Ali, got any thoughts on what Sean just said? Uh, yeah, I do. And also uh, to Damien's point of it not being linear, linear, um, I definitely agree with that. It's not like you all of a sudden arrive at peace, peace of mind, and it just stays that way forever. It is going to go up and down and it might feel a little rocky. Um, a year ago, I was feeling very at peace with uh, kind of how things were going in my life and what I thought my plan was. And uh, some things came along this year and really uh, shook us to our core, um, the death of my brother being the 
biggest one. Uh, and now uh, we're dealing with um, my sister-in-law, her cancer has reached a really bad point. So there's things like that. And that comes back to what Sean said as well, that life is short and you absolutely, as long as you're doing good and helping people and you're on kind of a righteous mission, as you guys would say, then that should be bringing you some peace, but don't be um, too freaked out or feel like you're not made any progress if you get knocked knocked back a little bit too, because it is it is going to ebb and flow. And I have this December has been a real challenge to keep the momentum going forward and to have peace of mind. It's been uh, taking it back to basics, like moment to moment or day to day, and breaking things down really small, bite size. Uh, to try to get a couple wins or to get something kind of productive going so that it can feel like we're still um, kind of going on the path that we want to go to while still feeling all the feelings and spending time with people who are important to us. Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters. So I agree with uh, everything that's happening here. Absolutely. Damien, any thoughts on this? Well, especially with the social media and competition, uh, competition with yourself, competition with uh other people like I'm an artist and that's, that's, that's our realm of getting your advertising out, but you don't want to be a content creator just to create content so you can get a dopamine hit of likes or whatnot and be like, Oh, I got more likes than this guy. Like it, it doesn't matter because like, um, at the end of it, it it's artificial. You know, it's not like a human touch dopamine uh, receptor. So our, our brains just don't register that. And then you get into this like uh, negative feedback loop of like, well, look at these billionaires. They're making money off this app. And I'm just sitting here. I'm working my ass off and I'm not getting ahead. But it's like it's all fake. Like it's just trying to rile you up and it distorts your inner peace because it's not who you are like you're not going to drive a Ferrari. And if you do like good on you for doing well in your business, that you can do that. But the majority of it is competition based. So you're keep scrolling. So you keep distracted. So you're distracted from your true calling and your cause. And, you know, uh, that's what I see it as today. And I see a lot of it in my industry with artists and people just trying to break out on something and they just can't get out and it's they have this false sense of like well you, you're you're doing something to try to fit into an algorithm so you can be popular to get that fix but you're not doing it genuinely so you're not getting there and that that, that hurts your inner peace because you're not getting there and you didn't set yourself with a real ex realistic expectation of where you are with your skills and where you're at mentally of where you should be happy. So there's a lot of aspects. There's a lot of things that you got to consider when you're trying to like do this and having that little machine in your hand, like will corrode your inner peace with um, the imposter syndrome with all that other stuff, because that's what it promotes. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Sean, any thoughts on this? I do. I'm kind of with Damien on this in the sense of it's hard. To, okay, let me establish first. <clears throat> Nowadays, in our modern society, we have two lives. We have our three-dimensional life and we have our digital life. Yes. And as the years proceed or, or progress uh, in front of us, um, we, we are seeing, we, we've, we've been preceded by the early version of the social media internet phenomenon. We're kind of, we've, we've seen enough of it to know where it is right now and where it's going. Where it's going is more, bigger, better, faster, stronger. That's what it's going to do. And so if you haven't been paying attention to what social media is doing now and where it's going, then you need to take a bit of time and think about that, just as Damien was suggesting. And, and that's more because um, it is a corrosive element in your life unless you have good context on it, good perspective on it. I, I now do way more social media than I ever used to do a couple of years ago, but I'm good with it because 
Uh, I've thought a lot about it and I've thought about why I'm doing it. And it's not to get a Ferrari because quite frankly, they don't shift very nicely as far as I'm concerned. I mean, when I was driving them, I, I just thought they were kind of clunky, uh, but that's just me. And so um, I, my my interests are less on uh, fame or, or notoriety maybe or uh, money or uh, cars or what have you. My interests are in self-development. That's why I hang out over here on The Collective. And my interests in, are in bettering my fellow man, which is why I hang out over here on The Collective. And so my social media feed tends to be uh, just demonstrating ways to maybe run a better life or what I do in my life. And if it um, inspires someone to get off the couch or uh, maybe even pick up a artist pen, uh, then... I feel like I'm doing okay in life, like I'm helping shed uh, some light in some areas of people's lives that they can be better in. And so with Damien on the panel today, of course, being a great artist, um, this morning, and, and I didn't plan it because Damien was on, I've, I've kind of put a little challenge to myself where for however many days in a row I'm going to do this, every day I'm going to put up a chat GPT uh, um, or Midjourney 6.0 um, image, AI art image into my IG story. So I put one up yesterday, one before, the day before, one out today, etc. cetera. So, um, and, and it's just me playing with art. And, and that's, I'm not doing it because I'm going to start a coffee book of AI art that I'm going to sell next year. I'm just doing it because I'm interested, because I'm curious, because I'm exploring i'm adventuring in ai art i don't consider myself skilled enough to be able to draw well but ai art takes the heavy lifting of the draw away from me so that then, then i can just kind of creatively explore with my curious mind and so i don't feel i've got the talent to do what i want on digital paper but ai has the talent i've got the mind to do it and that's peace of mind man like if I was if I was trying to fight becoming an artist by tearing up art books every time I walk past them, that would be ridiculous. And so um, if I want to become an artist, I'm not going to run straight down to the artist shop and buy all the paintbrushes and then stick them in the corner of my kitchen and now pretend that I'm an artist. And that's kind of like social media. So the extremes of social media are Someone will buy all the stuff and visually propose that they are now a mega artist, but they've yet to dip that paintbrush in ink. But they'll rearrange paintbrushes all over the house and canvases all over the house and, and, and set up a, a, a piece of canvas next to a Ferrari with a paintbrush in their hand, but no ink will hit canvas for the rest of their life, but there will be contrived moments every single day where actions aren't getting done. Lots of thought constructs are created, but no actions, no ink to canvas. And so that's why I've challenged myself to try and put out AI, AI art every day now until I stop. And it's because action speaks louder than words. And so, um, I'm curious about AI art. I see how it's developing. It's a new new creative channel for me to let my mind explore the world around me and get context on what is peace to me and what is frustrating to me and what is challenging to me and what is easy to me. Creating a, a, a construct in my mind to better understand my peace of mind by applying actions against the external world to get a feedback loop so that I can see, do I like this or not? And, and once I consider, do I like AI art or not? I don't just think, no, I hate it, and then walk. What I do think is, man, I hate AI art. Why do I hate AI art? Like I'll always give myself the follow-on interrogative or interrogative where I'll ask myself, why don't I like that? Or why do I love this? Why am I obsessed with this? Why do I hate on that? It's not enough to go one level deep on a lot of these things in our minds where we're seeking peace 
you've got to kind of got to go two levels deep to get to the meat and potatoes of why you're uncomfortable, why the cognitive dissonance, why the unsettled mind, why all the white noise. And so art, I think, is a great way to explore your peace of mind simply by being creative and seeing how frustrated or not you get. If you're getting frustrated, it's probably not the art. It's probably something else that's going on in your life. Mm, that's a really good point. Do you mean you got any thoughts on this? I mean, like it's not on the AI side, but like just creating art is very cathartic, right? Like it's for me, like just no noise and pencil on paper. Like the noise of that is like, like almost therapy to me. Right. So, um, where I can actually in my mind create something and then go pencil to paper, I can do that. Um, I don't discount the AI art, but like the action of doing it, like behind me here, I have like three giant portfolios and they're all the drawings. And there's literally about a thousand hours of drawings in there. And that's what you don't see. You don't see the homework when people are performing every day. They're like, oh, well, you just do that. It's like, no, you didn't see all the time, all the homework and everything that I've been doing, but I, I enjoy that because that's that's what gives me peace too. That action of creating the homework actually gives me peace. And then the tattoo at the end of it is just kind of like, all right, let's get this done. I'm like, I've already done the hard work. I'm like, so, but you don't see that, you know, uh, and a lot of people, with, especially with the social media stuff, they're like, oh, look what I did. And it's like, yeah, well, throw up a video of you actually doing it and then we'll talk, you know, and that's, I think, why people like my page, because I'm like, you'll actually, I'll throw a video of me actually drawing out your legs, like actually drawing out the piece, you know, I'm not just pulling and piecing it together and hopefully it's going to stick and be awesome, like I'm thinking it out and in that thinking is my meditation, it's also my peace time where I'm just totally tuned into what I'm doing and if I can't make it happen, it's usually because what Sean was saying is like, there's something in my head who's telling me like, all right, before it was, before it became my best friend, it was my worst bully who was telling me that this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. That's going out on the internet right now that you compare yourself to and everything. And yeah, it would be, halfway through a beautiful drawing and I'm like man I should just burn this I'm like this is shit I'm like anyone else would be like I get that in a second what are you doing and it's like well that's just I don't know my, my inner peace is discombobulated and you know the bully is telling me what's up and I never let that guy tell me what to do in normal life so why am I letting you know disrupt my peace now but it it, it is a thing you know so Absolutely. We are going to watch the language from now on, though. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. It's all good. <laughs> Allie, any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, that kind of got me thinking. Do you think um, you can find some inner peace by doing things that you find frustrating? Mm -hmm. Something that Sean said kind of got my brain going about that. And then I don't actually have an answer to that question. It just kind of got me thinking, but I was trying to remember that question and still kind of listen to what you guys were saying. So I just want to put that out there. I do think that, yes, you can find peace through doing something frustrating, um, but it's going to take like a lot of patience and a lot of practice and a lot of time. Um, I don't have a specific example, um, but I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on that. I have a great example. It's called jujitsu. <laughs> it is one of the most awesomely peaceful, frustrating things I've ever experienced. And it is a uh, consistent, uh, has that consistency of frustration and peace and success and all the things. That's what, one of the reasons I love it. But Sean, what are you thinking on this? Well, to Ali's question, you know, it really depends on the person and where they're at in life and, and what works best for them. And, and maybe by saying what works best for them, the best answer is what doesn't work best for them. But again, it all depends on the person. And so, uh, you know, if someone's new to trying to seek peace in their life, if they've never done that um, adventurous pursuit internally of what makes me happy, what makes me sad, what makes me joyful, what gives me peace, when am I most peaceful? If no one's ever thought those thoughts, 
and kind of answered their own questions, then what we're talking about now is just trying a bunch of different things to see what may work on that day. Because the next day it might not work, like the frustration might be too much. Or maybe on that day, uh, there's just enough frustration there that a person has to really hyper-focus to get the thing done. And that hyper-focus is something that they haven't done in like seven and a half years. And so there's times where I feel that there's lots of different tools, lots of different scalpels and levers that we can apply within our life that are timing is everything. The, the dose is the medicine. Uh, all of these various sayings that are pressure tested, time proven, that if you do the right thing for the right, right amount of time and the right amount of workload, then you're going to see good things. But a little too much workload could crumble it all and have a person going back three steps. But is that bad? Well, it isn't bad if you're playing the long game. But for someone to see the long game, they've got to have peace of mind to understand the long game. And chances are, if they're just getting into the game of peace of mind, they probably don't have a long game mentality. They probably don't have a long game perspective. They're probably looking for micro wins right away. And it's probably what they need the most is micro wins immediately, tomorrow, the day after. Establish a baseline of some small successes where they start opening up a little bit, being a little more curious, more adventurous, more victorious, and more losses so that they can get perspective on what works for them. So, to answer your question, Ali, I think that everything can work on the right day, at the right time, the right amount, the right velocity from the right person. Um, you can really move a needle just with the smallest of things, if your timing is right. I like that. Damien, you got any uh, thoughts on this one? Uh, no, I'll let you go on that one. <clears throat> timing, uh, I guess, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, timing is everything, you know? Um, <sighs> yeah, all good. I'll come, uh, we'll come back around. So yeah. I just want to hit these real quick. Dave jumped in here. Dave Kerbin. Hello, Dave. Uh, he says, hello, friends. Sorry, I can't be there today as the lesser half of the Rock and Rise podcast, but loving the conversation here. Achieving peace is a balance. Highs and lows filled with ups and downs. Uh, you can achieve peace both internally and externally. And I think the internal peace is the most crucial aspect between the two. However, uh, however, coincides greatly from external factors. And he says, I'm over here in Toronto spending time with my beautiful sister, achieving some great peace of mind simply because she's such a positive person that carries a positive attitude forward even now. <clears throat> and this brings up a great point that I, I wanted to uh, talk about. You brought this up real early, Ali, was the idea of centering and the, the whole concept of it, of being able to almost make yourself the center, right? It's, it's not so much a... Um, this is my personal view on it, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on it too as well. But it's not so much that you are the center of the universe, but at the same time, you are the center of the universe. Right? So it's, and I think that the concept of centering is a great thing to, to be able to do when everything seems out of whack, when everything seems like it's total chaos and you have no, you have no peace of mind, bringing yourself back to center allows you to see that peace of mind even within the chaos, at least and that's my view on it. Allie, do you want to uh, dive into this a little bit more? Uh, yep, I absolutely agree with that. Um, it takes practice to, to learn how to do that and how to calm your mind. And it's something I've always kind of wanted to do and wanted to learn more about. And now because I'm doing yoga teacher training, I am actively doing it way more. And it has helped in every aspect of my life, including uh, and used every day as being a mom um, because kids are wild and they test their patience to the maximum. And I find myself many times a day now taking a breath and yes, centering myself so that we can move forward in a positive way and not um, lose our heads essentially. So yeah, I think it's super important and something that you can do in little tiny ways that will help you find peace of mind for longer periods of time and moving forward as different challenges come up. So I definitely 
recommend centering and learning some different techniques that work for you. And what works for me might not work for everybody else. Like um, Sean said, it, it depends on the individual and finding what works for you and, and kind of being curious about, about learning about that and learning about yourself in that way, I think is um, a really cool thing to, to start doing. Absolutely. Damon, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, definitely learning how to um, get yourself back in the present like get yourself here um, um, is a, is a, is a beautiful skill to have because if your anxiety is taken over, you can do a light breathing. If you can learn how to do that and root yourself in the moment, like, where am I? Am I here? Am I safe? Am I surrounded by friends? If there's, you know, like depending on what's coming up, but that is a beautiful skill to have, you know, and it, it's something that I've actually, my whole family and I have now because we're going through all this uh, healing together and I don't just do it by myself. I do it with my wife. I do it with my children. So we're all on the same, we're on the same baseline. There's nobody out of whack. We are like there. So if somebody needs like, Hey, I need five minutes in my room to center, like give her, you know, nobody's going to disturb you. I'll do the same thing, you know? Um, and like I said, it, it is a beautiful skill to have. It does require a lot of work but you can achieve it and then just get yourself to a point where am I present? Am I here? What do I need to take care of? And yeah, absolutely. Sean thoughts. Yeah. I think anything that you do to become a better human being is good. And so, I mean, if, if that's all that was ever on a t-shirt or a hat, I'd be pleased because, uh, that's really the, recipe to life, I suppose, is just get a little bit better as often as you can, and you'll live a good life. And you'll live a good life for all of those around you. It's pretty simple. Just do better. And so how to do better uh, on this question, uh, get that peace of mind. I think that um, you can pursue all kinds of curiosities. Uh, for, for myself, as an example, uh, if I decided today I was going to become a mega tattoo artist, um, well, you know, I'd get after it. I'd start figuring out things. I'd start researching. I'd start going to tattoo conventions. But you know what I would for sure do? Maybe my first move would be to get a hold of Damien and sit down and have a few chats and figure things out. And that is a part of this recipe of how to do life better. You can do all the research yourself. You can jump through all the flaming hoops yourself. You can, I'm a pretty independent guy. I like to compete in this game of life against life, against myself, by myself. I'm pretty independent minded. And somehow, I don't know why, but somehow I'm wired to be uh, more satisfied when I crack something out of the park all by my freaking self. Like if I do something well and I didn't have to rely on anyone and no one knew about it, that's when I'm maybe my happiest. And so for me to reach out to Damien to ask about how, how, do, how do you even spell tattoo, bro? For me to do that, it's kind of like I'm giving up a little bit of my peace, my win, my my game condition that I like to operate in where I figure it all out by myself and I have a pretty good outcome. And somehow, again, that pleases me. But to reach out to Damien initially for me feels like it's almost a cheat code. It feels like I'm almost like half-assing the work because I, I'm giving up a little bit of my grind at the front end where I'm not all in and struggling, which is where I'm kind of the happiest. And so um, I'm, I'm laying all of that groundwork to suggest that for sure, if I sat down with myself and thought, no, I'm, I'm actually going to go for it. I'm going to be the world's best tattoo artist. I would probably take the first day to figure out how I was going to do that. And then by day two, I'm talking to Damien. Because if I'm really, really, really serious about moving the needle quickly, I'm going to reach out to acquaintances, peers, friends, talent, SMEs. I'm going to figure out the most optimum and efficient and effective path forward. 
if I'm really, really serious about it. Now, if I'm just taking it on as one of my one-gajabillion personal challenges that I put on myself on the regular, then I'm not going to talk to Damien. I'm going to try to figure it all out by myself. But again, there's a point in me where the line just crosses over to, oh, no, it's freaking on like Donkey Kong now. All resources, all stones I'm turned, all the things. I will do everything that I can to make sure that it's maximum effort. So that would have me reaching out to Damien. And that's the thing with peace of mind. You can read all the books. You can ask all the questions. You can do all the things. But one great way to better understand peace of mind is go sit down next to someone who has peace of mind. And it's a vibe. You can feel it. When you sit down next to someone who's like kind of got a few things figured out and they're all freaking namaste to the max, you can feel it, man. If you can synchronize up with someone for a day who's been there, done that on the peace of mind game, it, you, can, you can feel it. You can feel yourself getting better for it. You can feel yourself peaceifying up. And so one thing that I'd like to suggest to everyone out there, consider amongst your friend group, peer group, acquaintances, whatever the case is, if you've heard of someone across your town, your city, that is like full tilt, PC McPeace, for some reason, they have figured out how to levitate. Whatever marker it is that is established as they have got a few things figured out for peace of mind, go sit with it for a day. Go sit with it for an hour. Get as much of that time as you can to feel the vibe, a vibe that maybe you've never felt in your life or one that certainly you haven't felt for a long time, I would suggest. So go seek someone who's got it figured out. Mm. I really like where you're going with this, Sean. And I, I want to ask everybody this question is that <clears throat> maybe more of a statement, but what I've seen throughout uh, especially social media, but uh, I've seen with a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that I've used to hang out with was they would they would find somebody, they would feel that vibe, they'd be like, yeah, man, that was awesome, sweet, and then they'd go right back into the grind, and so like they would, you know, be struggling, they'd come up from air, and that somebody would be on a boat, and they'd be like, oh, that's awesome, and they'd hold on there for a second, and they'd hang out with them maybe on a vacation in Mexico or something like, they would sit on the beach and be like. Whew. Okay, and then they just let go and go right back into the same grind that they were into. And I wanted to ask you guys a question on not only just feeling that vibe and, you know, enjoying that moment or enjoying that conversation or whatever, but then how to take that and integrate it into your life. Because I think that's the key part is that it's, it's all about the taking those moments and then going, man, I really want that in my life. How did they get that? And then working on those pieces. So I'm wondering what your guys' thoughts are on the integration point of it. Allie, I'm going to come to you first, and then we'll go around. What do you think? It's a good question. Um, I definitely agree. I think it's really powerful and healing to sit with people who are peaceful um, in whatever way that means to you, whether it's doing a yoga practice or going to a studio or going for a walk out in nature. There's many different ways to find um, some peace of mind and your own interests are going to kind of tell you what what's best for you. Um, and I do, you see it all the time, right? There's people, it's just like work as much as you can because that's kind of what society tells us over here in uh, North America is like work, 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 work. And that means you're quote unquote successful. But as we grow older and kind of go through this journey, we're definitely finding the opposite to actually be true. So if you're thinking about your own life and you're, you know, you're working 40 hours and you're a parent and you have a commute and you have less time, think about how you can make or try to make some mini changes, even if you have in your car um, on your way to work, which can be stressful if you're stuck in traffic and that kind of thing. But can you switch the music from something that's maybe a bit more upbeat to something that's a little bit more relaxing and can you find a couple of 
moments of peace within that drive to help carry you through your work day. And obviously don't close your eyes while you're driving or like completely zone out. But I mean, can you quiet your mind and just, or listen to nothing in your car? Um, or whatever it means to you. I mean, there's a million different ways to do it, but there's, it doesn't need to be this big, like, oh, all of a sudden every day you need to spend two hours um, meditating in the morning before work, because that would be amazing if that was available to you, but it's just not the reality for a lot of people. So do you have five or 10 minutes in the morning where you can, I don't know, sit with your coffee in a chair and not be on your phone for 10 minutes and find some peace and do some three-part breath work or whatever that looks like to you or do a yoga video online because if you don't know any yoga moves or anything like that if you've never done it before there's a million different amazing teachers on youtube and there's a lot of things available um so there's definitely many different ways to bring it into your life but spending time with people who do have that practice already um under their belt is going to be really helpful too and it's going to maybe just get you further down the path a little bit quicker if you can spend some time with them and have a conversation and they can suggest different ways to bring peace into your life Absolutely. Damien, got any thoughts on this? Um, actually, it's funny that you say that. I got called out by my wife the other day uh, for not having discipline, for having fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. She's like, yeah, you're disciplined. You work like a madman. You take care of the family. You take care of all of us. I'm like, you're great at that. But when, when you say you're going to go out, or you're going to go out and have some fun, and something always comes up and then you're always drawing, which you enjoy doing. So that's your excuse not to go have fun where your mind's having fun, but your body's not having fun. So you're not balancing it out. I'm like, okay, Roger that. I'm like, I'm like got called out I'm like by my wife who's using my terminology against me. I'm like, all right. So um, that's definitely um, getting the body moving and finding that balance again and having a, a spouse who actually um, wants that for me too, because she sees the piece of doing that and, the enjoyment of like, you know, um, connecting your mind and spirit, like by doing something like Sean's always biking and it, it's awesome. Super inspiring to see that. But I mean, like if you're like, you know where you can find me, I'm right next to my drawing table and I need to change that a little bit, but I'm still happy with what I do. Like, so, um, as I get called out on that, I'm like, but I'm not upset with what I'm doing. I'm doing what I genuinely love to do, what I'm meant to do. It's my ikigai. It's my it's my way of being. So, you know, if I'm up till 2 a.m. drawing, I'm not there going, man, I'm like, I'm stuck drawing in my room, watching movies, enjoying the best coffee. Like, yeah, no, there, there's nothing bugging me right now. I am, I'm, I'm in my zone. But it is, I, I need to take care of my body too to balance that out because... If, you, if your body's out of sync, you're not going to find that inner peace because there's going to be something in your mind going like, yeah, you probably shouldn't eat that donut. You should probably go for a walk. You know, go walk your dog. You'll feel better, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that little point. Absolutely. <laughs> Sean, thoughts on this? I'm glad uh, Damien brought that up because uh, I was already kind of going down that path in my mind uh, based on what Ali had said. And they're both discussing pattern interrupts. And so uh, when someone's driving to work, maybe they listen to country and Western for whatever reason. And so maybe they need to do a pattern interrupt and throw on some rock because that's the right choice. And so um, just a couple of songs that are way out of your genre norm, that pattern interrupt, whether you're going to tap your foot or not, is almost unimportant. What is important is that you're breaking up the routine, the pattern interrupt. Because you know what will happen? You're year three of your job. You start the car. You back up out of the driveway. And just before you hit the end of the driveway, you're year 18 of the job. And you're still listening to the same radio station. Still listening to the same tunes. Still backing up on the same driveway. Maybe even in the same car or a Ferrari. But it doesn't matter because your pattern is your pattern. And you're never going to grow if you always do the same pattern, the car can change, but your life won't. And so it requires a pattern interrupt. It requires 
maybe a spin of that radio station dial and see what randomly pops up or uh, like Damien's wife, not, not a challenge per se, but simply, Hey, have you noticed that you haven't been outside for 47 days? Do you know where your shoes are? Pattern interrupt. And so um, I agree with Damien that, and, and I was up till one thirty uh, last night playing around with AI art stuff that I haven't put up, probably won't put up because it's for me and I enjoy it. And, and if I'm having fun, I'm, I'm okay with having fun. I'm okay with learning. I'm okay with being curious. I'm okay with passionately chasing down a rabbit hole that I don't know where the bottom is. That's what satisfies me. That's what pleases me. That's what gives me peace of mind is being engaged in a process, the process, the process that I don't know where it'll take me process. But I'll never shut down that grid on something that amuses me or pleases me or teases my mind. I'll never stop doing that. But to Damien's wife, someone has to pattern interrupt people like myself and like Damien, perhaps, to challenge us to just switch it up a little bit, maybe get a balance back in our lives. And that's why I ride. I obligate myself to do that because if I didn't do that, my balance would be out of whack because my curious mind would have me down so many passionate rabbit holes. Like I'd be designing microphones for podcasters by the end of today if I let my mind go. And so I have to create balance in my life for sure. And, and pattern interrupts are a great way to do that. Yeah. I, uh, I got a couple comments here and I, they're great, but I just wanted to add this point in that balance is not so much the, the concept of being static in line, right? Balance is when you, if you're actually balancing something, you should feel the movement. You should feel the flow of it. There's something that there's more to it than just being statically in line. And the, uh, the only other point is I'm sure we've all done this before as to Sean's point, taking my kids to school in the morning, get them all loaded up start driving out, you're at school all of a sudden. The, the drive didn't even happen. It's just you're there. And then all of a sudden you're at home. And it's because of that same pattern. And if we, we allow that to happen, as Sean says, it'll be 18 years down the road. And you'll be like, where, where, did, that, where did that two decades go? A um, couple comments here. Vanessa Chaos, I find being mindful of the cortisol cloud helpful. Supposedly, when someone is in a high state of stress, they actually release cortisol through their skin that can affect others in close proximity. So not only can it be detrimental to your own health, your unmanaged stress can actually have a negative effect on your loved ones, which I think is a really interesting point. <clears throat> uh, and then Winterstorm jumps in and he says, spin that dial. Don't go from listening to modern hits to then golden oldies without ever spinning the dial. And I think that's the concept of spinning the dial is probably confusing some people that may be younger that don't know that there used to be an actual dial that you had to turn. Uh, but uh, if it never changes, then you never change. I think that's a great point. Uh, I'm going to come back around here. Allie, got any additional thoughts on anything we've gone over so far? Yeah, um, I just had an interesting, well, what I thought was kind of an interesting thought about how we definitely need the pattern interrupts and to try these new things and be curious, but also how sometimes having a bit of a routine can also bring you peace of mind. It's, and it goes into back what you were just saying, Chance, about the balance, right? It's sometimes that routine brings a sense of calmness, you know, at, you know, your morning routine, whatever that looks like for you. For me, it's, uh, getting lunches ready, then I caught my coffee and I sit down with my coffee and drink it while it's warm, usually at least half of it for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes in the morning while I'm reading a book. And then I carry on with the rest of my day. That routine is really important to me because it just kind of starts my day quietly without the busyness starting so I can get my mind right. But then I have lots of flexibility and stuff throughout the day. So the whole days are not the exact same, but that little morning routine is very important. So I just think it's um, good to see both sides of that. Absolutely. Damon, any additional thoughts on this? Oh uh, yeah. R routine is uh, well, it's something, especially as a veteran, we kind of crave too, right? So you get addicted to, if you got a good routine, I mean, like 
same thing with me. I mean, like I'm up super early with the wife. We do a workout together. We're communicating, do our emails. And then I, I do a gratitude prayer with the sun. I know it sounds kind of lame, but I sit there and I literally just, I'm, I'm happy. I live in a good area. I'm like, I'm just happy. My kids are healthy and I'm not going through a lot of trauma right now, but that could change. But right at this instance where I am at, I'm like, I'm good to go. And I can, you know, that's my mornings, but yeah, it's 10, 15 minutes. All you really need. You don't need to sit there for three hours doing a yoga ceremony or anything. You just need like maybe 10 minutes in the morning just by yourself to calm your thoughts. And I plan out my whole day through that day. I got so-and-so coming in. I have to do X, Y, and Z. Once that's done, all I have to do is the easiest thing first. And then the second thing will be done. And then the third thing will be done after that. In no time, my day's done, you know, it's planned out. It's, it's not a mega, a lot of things, but like, if I do that every morning, I know there's a sense of like where my day's going. And at the end of it, I'm like, I'm hanging out with my family. Like, that's kind of where I want to be. That's my inner peace. And knowing that they're, um, taken care of knowing that they're not so much happy, but they're content with what they need in life, then I'm good to go. I just need to keep that pace and. You know, that, that's a that's a huge thing for me anyways, is just making sure my family's like solid and knowing that I don't have any anxiety about it. So yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Sean, thoughts on this? Yeah, I like routine and I like no routine. And so um you've got to have a little bit of both in your life. And by routine and no routine, I don't mean turn your routine into having some routine and no routine. I mean just let it unfold. Uh, kind of generally as Damien just described as how I kind of run my life as well. What I don't do is I don't have a formal moment where I'm sitting with the sun and kind of getting right with that moment and thinking those thoughts. And as Damien said, you know, that kind of might sound kind of lame. It doesn't sound lame to me, buddy, but it would have sounded lame to me 10 years ago because it would have been uncool 10 years ago for me to even think that. And so uh, now I'm totally cool with it. And uh, I think that that's kind of a, your peace of mind. That should be an indication of where someone's at in their uh, journey with peace is if, if you kind of like grit your teeth the moment that someone says out loud, yeah, bro, I just, I get up in the morning, I do this, this, and this. And by the way, I sit and hang out with the sun and have a little chat with it. If someone kind of grits their teeth, they just haven't explored enough. They just haven't thought enough. They haven't considered all of the options enough because there's way weirder than sitting and having a chat with the sun. Way weirder. But that stuff, that weird stuff becomes normal once you pursue beyond the super weird stuff. I mean, that's just life, man. What, what, what you understand is based on what you explore. And I know that Damien's done a little bit of exploring. And so he's good with hanging out with the sun in the morning and having a little chat. I think that's super rad. And why it's super rad is because by putting that out there verbally to the entire interwebs, to other veterans, to me, to anyone who's listening, I think that that's the kind of thing that's supposed to happen. Damien's a respected member in the veteran community. And by him saying that, it might encourage someone else to sit down and hang out with the sun in the morning. And if that's only just one person, I'm good with that. I consider that as rad. And so... Um, all of these things that can induce peace in our life, whether it's yoga or hanging out with the sun or having a pattern or no pattern, all of these things are for us to determine based on us exploring our lives. And once we've fully explored all of the things in our day, all of the things in our mind, we've, that's one voice, our own opinion, then we get to bounce it off against the world around us, just like this conversation. Every conversation over here every day, after the fact, I'll be thinking about things. And I'll retweak my, wife, my, my life a little bit. And so that is the other piece to peace of mind. You've got to listen to yourself, but you've got to consider thoughts and actions of others, how they run their program. If, if there's something about someone's life that you designate as that's kind of a successful life, whatever that means nowadays. 
Well, it's for you to determine why, why you think that or feel that or see that, why you've categorized it as, I like the way they do them. I want some of that. Well, now it's time to explore that. And you can either passively observe it, or you can sit down and chat with the person and say, what, what is it about you that is so intriguing or appealing? Or what is it that you do differently? Why do you dot, dot, dot? That's called a conversation with another human being who in 10 or 15 minutes can like give you a pile of insight if you ask the right questions at the right time. And so it's not just a solo journey. If you reach out and have a chat with someone, now it's a community journey. And to close the loop on this by Damien stating that, you know, he hangs out with the sun in the morning. Now it's a community idea amongst a bunch of veterans who may hear this later today or maybe next year when they tune into Damien dropping the wisdom on how he hangs out with the sun. So these are the way I like to view life is through my own independent eyes, but through the eyes of others, through Damien's eyes, through Ali's eyes, and incorporate them into my life and get richer for it. Yeah, this is uh, fantastic. Uh, great conversation. Really do appreciate it. And uh, this is <laughs> the one point I wrote down here was uh, stop chasing the day. And I think that this is the, the key point for me. This is one of the biggest things that I picked up just from today is the fact that the moment the when I am the most out of balance is when I am chasing the day. When I'm trying to like, oh, I gotta get, and then I gotta again, then I gotta, and I'm constantly trying to catch up. But when I'm at most at peace is when I'm at peace with the day. I know things are going to happen at certain times and they're going to happen when they happen and other things happen when I don't expect them to, but I'm not chasing anything. I'm just letting it unfold as it happens naturally. And I think that's uh, personally for me, <clears throat> that's one of the key points that I've taken out of this. It's been fantastic. Now I got this one comment, then we're going to do some final thoughts and then we'll shut her down for the afternoon. But do want to say, Ali, Damien, John, thank you guys. It's been a great conversation. Really enjoyed this. Uh, Winterstorm jumps in here. He says, good balance is not making sure everything is flat and uneventful. It's about making each part of your life important and understanding when you are neglecting something and correcting that, which I really like. Um, so with that, let's get some final thoughts. Ali, anything at all still bubbling in the back of your head there? What do you got? Um, yeah, it's been a great conversation. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, yeah, I think part of inner peace too is being okay asking for help when you need it and reaching out and letting people in, which can be really, really difficult. I know for myself and I, for most people that I've talked to, um, but the more you practice it, the more you feel, um, or the more I've felt, um, at peace with being like, you know what, this is just a bit much for me to handle on my own and it's okay to reach out to a trusted friend. So just, um, yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Damien, any final thoughts? Um, not confusing peace with quiet, like uh, understanding that peace has to be believed and you can't just think it like, oh, I think I have peace. I'm like, it is a, it's a belief thing. Like you feel it. There's a visceral feeling. Like I'm at peace. I've calmed my like body down enough that I can actually feel that. And it's not like, all right, well, there's nothing going on. It's not loud. It's there's nothing in like, I have peace right now. It's like, uh, do you though? Like, are you there? Or is it just quiet? So working on that and like, that's where the work is in understanding that, right. I am at peace. I do feel safe. I feel content with who I am, my body and my surroundings is uh, just not confusing the two together, I think. Absolutely. Sean, <coughs> thoughts? Yeah, a little bit of mindfulness doesn't hurt on this subject uh, by dialing into how you're feeling about this conversation as you're listening to it. If, uh, if the word peace offends you, something to think about. If the word um, peace versus quiet confuses you, something to think about. What I've been thinking about for the last hour is uh, behind Damien, those three panels, and how some people might look at that and see koi, K-O-I, koi fish, or they might just see sharks. It depends on where someone's head is at. You know, they might see danger versus me, 
what I see is a reference to standing next to a pond just two weeks ago, looking at koi in Japan. And so that imagery, the entire hour has had me feeling like super, super chilled and happy because I can connect that visual imagery of the real time moment as I'm standing here talking right now with a past memory that was joyful. And I was just standing there by myself, vibing with the fish, feeling the universe, digging on it. And so if you can do that in your past and then connect it to the now, it's a really powerful thing. But the only way you can do that is by paying attention to what you're feeling right now, just like I have been doing for the last hour. While I've been engaging in the conversation, I've been enjoying hanging out with Damien's background believe it or not. And so we're really capable as human beings. We don't, I know there's a general theme out there that whatever you're thinking right now, that's the only thing you can do is that one thought right now and you can't do anything else. Well, maybe I'm just different because I can talk while still enjoying the feeling of Damien's background. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. I, uh, I I don't have a lot to add. I just wanted to throw this up here. Lisa Meyer says it's been great being uh, it's been great being here. Thank you, everyone. I, I couldn't agree more. It has been great being here, and I do really love the background. I haven't been hanging out in the koi pond like Sean has, but I've been uh, enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, and I, the only thing I got <clears throat> left for say left to say today, excuse my jumbling of the words, is continue to learn, continue to build, continue to grow every day here on the collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Gmail. Gmail.